Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and I'll be taking you on a culinary journey around Walt Disney World. Before I get started, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you get the support of an amazing Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no-obligation quote. We are once again playing the catch-up game with the older reviews, and... I know we're going to get through it, and it's going to be awesome because then we have about like uh, two weeks worth of Disneyland reviews that are coming up for you, and then after that, we're finally caught back up to new and recent reviews, and we've had a couple interesting ones go up. I mean, at least one good review. I'm going to be a little bit harsh about everything, but uh, and then one helpful uh, little overview, I guess, on the Hoop-dee-doo musical review, which did return back to Walt Disney World last week. And I was at the very first show as an invited guest by Disney. And uh, it just it, it was incredible being back in the room. That's all I say. Of course, we're not allowed to officially review it because it was a media event that I was a part of. But I mean, come on. It was incredible being in the room for the show. The food that's if if I was reviewing it, I'm just going to say it probably would have been a little bit harsh on it. I I uh, or maybe it's just the memories and the nostalgia is what usually causes people to look over some of the issues with the food. But I'm not going to get into that. I'm, I'm just trying to tease that it's it's coming up at some point in time. And hopefully I'll be able to get back to Hoopty Doo Review and do a proper review of it at some point. So that way I can share all of my thoughts because I do have a little bit of thoughts. But Uh, We have to just go back to some of the older reviews, and the nice part is, I think, for the most part, everything except one particular review here is something that's still going to be relevant for the time being. Uh, New restaurant locations, uh, actually two things are not going to be relevant for much longer, Uh, so that's that. But we have new dining locations, we have old favorites, uh, trying a new treat that everyone was talking about. So we have a lot. But the first review we're going to go to is one that is courtesy of myself. And I went to the Morimoto Asia Street Food quick service kiosk. And I tried some of the offerings there because I I didn't realize, but I had never actually reviewed it. And I don't think the Diz reviewed it. So I had to get some food there. And well, now we're going to give it a listen. Now, where am I eating at today at Disney Springs? I am dining at Morimoto Street Food, the quick service extension to Morimoto Asia. And it has been so long since I've eaten here that it feels like it's my first time. It's definitely my first time reviewing, but not first time eating here. But I genuinely don't even remember what is on the menu. So this one, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be tough because I'm going to have to make some decisions. I'm going to have to look at the menu first and then make the decisions. And then hopefully going to enjoy my meal so let's go ahead check it all out let's take a look at the menu we've got some ramen edamame octopus baby ribs dim sum chicken lemongrass dumpling sounds good a braised chashu pork rice bowl okay i think i know what i want so let me go order and get it I 
have my food, and I know I spent a decent amount of money here, but I feel like I don't have a lot of food in front of me. So that's not necessarily a great start, but you know what? If it tastes good, I'm okay with it. But what did I actually get? I got the Morimoto baby ribs. They are $15, and you get three spare ribs. They are pork ribs, and they are topped with cilantro and a poison sweet chili sauce. And, you know, I got these because you can also get them in the restaurant as the Morimoto spare ribs. So I don't know if this portion's just smaller because out here it's baby ribs versus spare ribs, but figured either way, it's like a best of both worlds, so why not try that? And then I was also really, really interested in that dumpling that was on the menu, the chicken lemongrass, because I love lemongrass. I also love chicken. I also love dumplings. So I figured, why not? Because it's only $3 because you're supposed to buy these per dumpling. So you know, if you have a big group, maybe you'll want to order like 10. That'll cost you $30. That's a lot. But you know what? That's, that's how it's served. So I just got one individual one for $3 and figured I'd leave it at that. And it's a little tiny baby dumpling. I mean, this thing is just, this is one bite. And that is it for me. Maybe two. Maybe I'll try to extend it a little bit. But you know what? Since I already picked up the chicken lemongrass dumpling, I'm going to go ahead and start with that. Here it goes. This is a really nice dumpling, and I'm actually very impressed. There is a lot of chicken inside there. So it actually feels pretty filling just eating this one little bite, but that lemongrass is powering through. And again, I love lemongrass. So this is just the perfect combination for me. I really, really enjoy it. And the outside is just a little bit crispy, but you know what? It's still easy to eat through. It's not like too chewy or anything. This is very, very nice. I could have... I could have probably ordered like three or four of these and made a meal out of it, but I'm happy with just trying the one right now. I'm moving on to my Morimoto baby ribs now, and I did not think through how messy these are going to be. It's uh, not something I usually like doing, getting messy while I'm eating a quick service meal, but I really don't have a choice in this. It's not like I'm going to try to cut the meat off the bone or anything, so I'm just going to have to just going to have to accept the fact that I'm probably going to go need to wash my face off after this meal because I'm going to have the, the sweet chili glaze all over me. So here we go with the first bite. First rib in and I completely devoured it. I don't believe I left any meat at all on this bone. In fact, I even bit through into the, the rib bone here. And that's just a testament to how good it really is. I love that, you know, it's not just like your standard pork rib. Uh, it's it's almost like it's got this deep fried texture to it. And so it just, it adds this complete different mouthfeel, but still with like the same similarity that you'd have with ribs. And as for the, the hoisin sweet chili sauce, I mean, it is more sweet than actual chili. So if you're afraid of it being a little too spicy for you, I, I don't think that's a concern. It is it is sweet first, and maybe there's just a little hint of a little bit of a kick of spiciness, but not at all. I'm not I'm not really getting that. And I actually I would like to put something a little extra spicy on here, or I picked up some mustard to put on too. Uh, you know, not not like standard yellow mustard, like the the mustard that they give you when you order takeout Chinese and stuff. So maybe that will you know be a little bit good on here too. I don't know if I want to ruin what's already good. I'll just have to keep eating these ribs and decide what I'm going to do. 
I'm down to my last rib, and I ultimately decided I'm going to try it with a little bit of the mustard. I just can't resist it. What if I'm missing out on something by adding the mustard to it? And you know what? I left a little bit at the end without mustard on, so that way, if I regret the decision, it's not like I completely wasted it, but I think it might actually take this to the next level a little bit. I actually really like that combination because the mustard has an inherent spiciness to it, so it actually kind of kicks up the spice immediately as you take your first bites, but then the sweet chili sauce kind of comes through at the end, so you do get that spicy but sweet after finish to it, so I actually think it's worth trying. If you like mustard, if you like a little spicy mustard, it is, uh, it's worth giving a shot, but I'm going to finish up the last little bit of this rib here, then I'll give you my final thoughts. I'm all wrapped up with my meal from Morimoto Street Food, and what can I say? It was delicious. I would get both the ribs and that chicken lemongrass dumpling again. I would need a lot more of the chicken lemongrass dumplings if I really wanted to make it a full meal, uh, but it was nice just being able to try the one and find out if I liked it before like going all in on a bunch of them. And the ribs, again, it just, that meat fell right off the bone and it was perfectly delicious. I would get them again in a heartbeat and maybe I'd even order a double portion. They were that good. I don't, I don't want to get crazy though. Uh, but yeah, the only problem is with the specific things that I ordered, it was pretty expensive. It was 1917 after tax. And I know I saw other people getting the ramen and it looked like a bigger portion for only like $16. So I think in my case, I just ordered something and made choices that really weren't a good way to stretch money. But were they delicious? Absolutely. And I think that's what matters most. So uh, make, make wise choices when you go there. Know that it could end up being expensive if you want to actually feel really full. But yeah, I'd absolutely recommend it. I have nothing left to say about that review, so we're going to move on to the next one. We are staying in Disney Springs, but this time we are heading over to the west side to the latest ice cream spot to open up at Walt Disney World. And that, of course, is Salt and Straw. And this review is from opening day. Rhino and I went out first thing in the morning to be there for it. And I, I, I guess it doesn't need to necessarily be said, but they did actually a special promotion that like the first hundred people in line were going to receive a free scoop of ice cream. But because we wanted to review it, we actually said, you know what, we, we don't need the free scoop of ice cream. Give that to someone else who is in line and we, we just want to pay right up front for all our stuff. So uh, everything in this review is something that we had that we actually paid for. We didn't get invited to the media event for it. So this is our full thoughts all strewn out there. And I will say the only bad part of this review is I think Rhino maybe had one seasonal item that was not, uh, you know, obviously was there when it started, but is no longer on the menu. I could be wrong about that, though. It's been so long at this point. And the other thing to mention is to try the maximum amount of ice cream that we could on that first day. We opted for the ice cream flights that they make available at Salt and Straw. 
But that's a problem because they don't actually offer those anymore. Uh, it was causing too many issues. I mean, even with us, like we got our ice cream right away. We we knew what we wanted to put in, so that way when they started scooping the the actual uh, the actual flights. They were they were able to work fast in terms of getting the ice cream scooped out and into the tray. Uh, but ultimately, the problem is if you're a little bit more indecisive, you know, it might take a little while to be like, no, okay, I want that one. They scoop that one in, and by the time you make your next selection, it could already be melting. And then once you get your ice cream, you have to walk all the way down to the registers. There could be people at the registers, so it could just be you could be standing there while your ice cream's melting, and then as soon as you get outside in florida temperatures it's melting right away so uh the flights were great in theory a way to be able to try a lot of their ice cream for an actually reasonable price for the overpriced ice cream that salt and straw is but still very delicious uh don't don't get me wrong with that but yeah they they got rid of the flights and don't know if they'll ever be back i I don't remember if we talked about in the review but the shop is so tiny like so so small that it's just it, it really upsets me that Walt Disney World didn't get more out of a salt and straw and you know it's not significantly smaller than Disneyland's but Disneyland's at least has enough room inside the restaurant inside the ice cream shop for down and backs and in Florida you have to wait outside and then once you get in there's literally enough room for like one person up against the ice cream counters from each group and that makes it complicated if you have a family of four family of five and you're all trying to pick up ice cream and you're not all pushed up against looking at where they're scooping the ice cream people aren't even going to be able to get behind you so it's kind of a disaster but it brings the crazy unique flavors that you only get at salt and straw so it's you know it's still worth the hassle it's a special ice cream get but anyways let's go ahead and uh stop listening to me talk about that experience and actually listen to what it was like on that very first day so here we go now rhino i know there's going to be some exclusive flavors here that necessarily weren't out in california because this is with like collaborations on the east coast and such because of that i have no idea what i'm walking into i didn't look at the flavors i didn't look at the menu did you? Yeah, I did. well, I looked at it in terms of like uh, every month they change out the seasonal flavors, so I looked at those. But in terms of like what is exclusive here, um, not really okay. exclusive. Not to Disney Springs. I think it's exclusive to East Coast. Yes. So yeah, exactly. So we're just gonna have to head inside and look at what's all available, make some decisions, and eat some ice cream. I went with a flight at Salt and Straw, which will uh, cost you fourteen seventy-five plus tax, I believe. Um, I the flavors I went with were the bottomless limes, which is one of the limited edition flavors, the Student Inventor series. There was a whole story behind it. The pit, uh, something to do with lot. I don't. I didn't quite understand, but. Normally they have cards where they tell you the whole story about each flavor, but um, I think maybe because it's grand opening, that's not out here just yet. But you can look on the website and see it, but I also got sea salt with caramel ribbons. I got one of the last chance scoops, which was the um, Petunia's Rainbow Sprinkled Bebe Cakes. And then um, I also got the salty donut guava and cheese. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to start with the bottomless limes first here. This one's supposed to have like crumbles of like the crust in it and 
everything. It's way colorful, more colorful than I thought it was gonna be. And surprisingly not as intensely lime flavored as I thought either. There's like, is this chocolate chips? Yes. My friend Jill is here. And she got this as a full, full ice cream cone, but yeah. Not super lime flavored. I feel like the chocolate chips mm, kind of take away from it a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I don't hate it. Alright. I'm going in for Petunia's Rainbow Sprinkled Baby Cakes. Ooh, chunk of cake in this one. I believe this one's actually vegan flavor, too. I could be completely wrong. I will double check that and try before. This one is so freaking... Good. I love a cake ice cream. There is so much cake in this, and it's like still like nice and crumbly cake. It's not like you know when you sometimes it freezes and you're like, eh, weird, stale. Um, and then I okay. So the last two look the same, so I don't know which is which. I think I'm trying the guava one. I'm pretty sure this is guava. That is guava. The salty donut guava. Very excited for this. Love the salty donut. Big fan. of a donut or something in that one. This one's good too. Oh, yeah. It like, the aftertaste that sits in your mouth, it's like, it tastes like a donut. And then there's the guavas in there. And I'm not usually a big guava person, but I love that donut at the salty donut, the guava and cheese one. All right, sea salted, caramel. The, the, the gentleman who served these flavors said that they were all, this was like a salt-based ice cream, and then they caramelized the caramel a little bit longer. salted caramel ice cream, if you even like sea salt caramel a little bit, it's a must try because it is like, it is, it has that salt flavor, but it, it's got that thing that makes it pop. Oh my god. I can't decide which is my favorite. Craig, you should try your ice cream before it melts. Also, the um, flights are supposed to come with waffle cone chips. They didn't have them. So they, I'm just holding this random ice cream cone that I'm going to break apart in a second. I'm going to go ahead and start with the salty donut, guava, and cheese just because it's the only one that I got that was a crossover with Rhino, and just like he's a fan, the salty donut, so am I. It is basically now my favorite donut place in Orlando, and uh, I actually like guava and cheese. It's, uh, it's one of my favorite combinations, so here we go. I love that ice cream. It is definitely lighter on the guava than it is with the cream cheese for sure, but that cheese, that is very nice. I'm a guy who likes cheese and ice cream together. So that works for me. Next, I'm going to try the Black Panther Coffee Chocolate Trace Leches. This one is uh, using Black Panther Coffee that's based out of Miami. So it's another like local one. You're not gonna get this in California or out on the West Coast. So I like that it's definitely unique, but here we go. I love this, Rhino. I think you would hate it. I do want you to take a bite afterwards. To me, it's kind of like they took coffee and like got it really like water heavy, like the grounds after you're done making coffee, and they just shove that into ice cream. It is a very strange texture, 
Uh, but if you like coffee, you like chocolate, I think it's actually, it works out well. But moving on to the cinnamon snickerdoodle, one that came highly recommended by every single person who talked about cinnamon snickerdoodle. It's a little bit boring. Like, if you've had cinnamon ice cream before, or I haven't had snickerdoodle ice cream, but definitely cinnamon, I don't know. It's, it's routine. It's good if you're a cinnamon fan, but this isn't blowing my mind at all. So I'm hoping my last one does, and that is honey lavender. And I just recently had a honey lavender ice cream from another local shop really recently, so just kind of wanted to compare the two. The lavender is so floral, and it's light and airy, but then the honey adds in a little extra sweetness on the end. It's a nice ice cream. I don't know if I could eat like a double scoop of it, for sure. Small little portion is going to be very nice, but our ice cream is melting, so we're going to go eat it all. Rhino, we tried to find a quiet place to sit down and reflect on our experience at Salt and Straw, but there is no more quiet at Disney Springs. I don't think they exist. No. I don't think it exists. Okay. How did you feel about it overall? Um, I am, I would say that of my flavor selections, I don't know that I was blown away by anything I had, like, and I feel like I have been every other single trip I've been, so I think maybe right now it's just a little off just for me personally, like, the Key Lime one, um, I enjoyed the flavor of it, however, I thought, like, the, the idea, the, the, they put, like, the big, thicker chocolate chips in it. And so I feel like that really, every time you got one of those, it just completely wiped out all the rest of the flavor. So it didn't really, like if if we could somehow get that without the chocolate chips, it would have just been like a perfect little flavor. I thought the the guava and cheese one was actually really good. Um, Very reminiscent, like it had that donut flavor in it that I liked. Um, But I don't know that I'd like go out, personally go out of my way again for it. Um, I know that like Eli would want to try it. Yeah. But um, and then the salted caramel one was really good. But I, like as it melted, it, got, it felt like it was getting very salty. So I think that one may be best enjoyed with a cone to kind of balance it out. Um, and then I would say stay on the smaller side of that. But I, I did really enjoy the cake, the cake one as well, which I forgot. I said I was going to look to see if it was vegan, and I didn't look. But you didn't. But um, that's okay. Yeah, sorry. I mean. Somebody out there can look it up. I, I thought it was because they had done one with a vegan bakery recently, and I thought that was left over. Well, it, we'll ask, and I'm sure I'll put an overlay in that says it is or something like that. But for the, you know, if you don't want to watch and look at it, then you will never know. There are vegan flavors there, though. If you yeah. are interested in getting a vegan flavor, I believe that, like, the um, the chocolate, the mint, mint chocolate one, chip, yeah. I think, is, is uh, with coconut, yeah. coconut cream. Okay, so how would you rank the four that you got? I think that, uh, oof, I don't know. I think I like the birthday cake one the best because I love a birthday cake ice okay. cream. Um, and then I would say I think I liked the salted caramel guava and then the, um, the key lime. Okay, interesting. And for me, I'm kind of similar to you. I love salt and straw. I've enjoyed it every single time I'm out in California, and I enjoyed this one a great deal. I thought two of the flavors I had, the Black Panther uh, coffee tres leches, I would go out of my way for that. I did, I did try that one, and yeah. you were right. It, I think you described it perfectly about it being like the, the, the like coffee in the water yeah. kind of taste. Like, and I, 
and I will say it was it, it did have that interesting texture, but it was if you like coffee, That's I think good. this is a must try. Yeah, because I was like, uh, it made me say like, I wish I liked coffee because this is so <laughs> good. Like, yeah. yeah, and so I think that one's worth going out of the way. I would have to disagree with Rhino on the salty donut guava and cheese. I think that one is worth going out of your way for too. Uh, at least for me. So, of course, that's why I'm going to recommend it. I but, get, go to the salty donut and get the real donut yeah. and then have the ice cream together. Boom, yes. your life is made. I, I think that could be yeah. uh, easily easily done for some people out there and would be worth trying. But for me, the only miss truly was that cinnamon snickerdoodle. Yeah. It just, it was bland. And the honey lavender, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a very delicate flavor. And I, you know... I think if you like those combinations, maybe you haven't ever had it before, so you haven't been able to try it, but there's also one at, isn't there one in the Wizarding World? Yeah, the Wizarding World has a lavender, I don't think it's, it's like a tea in lavender, or something, one, it's not honey, but yeah. Is it the Earl Grey in lavender? It's Earl Grey in lavender, yeah, because I, um, I was going to say, I've had that, I did try the honey and lavender one here, I didn't get a lot of honey in the scoop I tried, but I also am like, I don't think I like lavender and stuff. Yeah. I do, but it just, this one, it didn't blow me away, but it was good. So I think for my ranking, I would do the Black Panther coffee chocolate tres leches first, then the salty donut guava and cheese, then the honey lavender, and then the cinnamon snickerdoodle. And like I said, I would go out of my way to get definitely the coffee one and probably the donut one again. The waffle cone was delicious. Good. Delicious. Uh, my big complaint, though, is this store is so tiny. Yeah, it's very, I mean, very tiny. this was not meant for salt and straw, obviously. This was meant for, uh, it was supposed to be Ample Hills, the second store. Yeah. But even then, I don't think it's a great space for if Ample Hills would have came in. It is I, so small. I think before that, it used to be the pieces of silver or something like that. And it somehow feels even smaller than that store did. Yeah, it was very cramped inside. You know, if you have a family of four, it's yeah. like you are going to be just shoved in there. If you have any if you're anything larger than two people, it's it gets cramped very easily. Like Rhino and I were literally standing single file. I was right behind him. Yeah, and, as and he was trying and then was I like went a- up and it still was just it was a lot. So I don't know if they're gonna do like a mobile order ever or they do uh, they do currently actually have an order if you are interested in like you know um it starts uh, from, I went through for this first week to just see how it worked online before I got here, and it looks like the first pickup starts at 11.15. Okay. Um, and you can do, th- you can order, because you could order scoops and all that sort of stuff, the pints and stuff. So if, yeah. I think if you were coming for pints and something like that, that might be something to consider. The scoops and everything, I don't know how they do it if they store it in a freezer right after they do it, so you just come and grab it. Yeah. Because I'd be a little worried, like, because it's like that smaller artisanal made ice cream I feel like it does melt a little bit faster yes so you gotta be careful about like once you're handed the ice cream you gotta start eating the ice cream and that's the other thing I'd say too with the flight it's great if you wanna try a lot but you have to eat quick because they will melt in the Florida sun that's just that's just how it is so maybe if Unless you have, like, your heart set on the flight, maybe just go with a, a cone I'd, I'd or a scoop. I'd say go with the scoop, yeah. And yeah. the split, you can do a split scoop, so it can be the one yeah. scoop but two flavors. 50 cents and more it's for pretty, that, though. it's pretty big. Yeah. It's a pretty decent-sized scoop. Like, yeah. Well, you can do a one scoop, a two scoop. There's all the options that you would have. The one scoop is big. It's yeah. the size of the whole cup, essentially. Yeah, yeah. no, the, the one scoop is, like, at a... I mean, it's like any ice cream place anymore. When you say a single scoop, you always make the joke, 
<laughs> is this really a single scoop? I thought this would have been a double scoop with yeah, how big it is. So it's just kind of, it's standard as far as that goes now. But if the line's super long, you know, I think, I think it is worth trying to go in at least once and doing the samples of yeah, the flavors. Figure say, out what yeah. you want. And then if you are able to use like a mobile order system to make that easier, maybe consider that. But truly, if you want the full experience, you have to wait. And I think it is going to be very busy for a while. Yeah. I mean, like Disneyland's, it's not a fair comparison because theirs is in downtown Disney. So people would leave the parks at night and then go straight there. Well, and and it's California, so they have multiple locations. Yeah. So it's not like it's a... I mean, they're not everywhere, but it's not its not as a rarity for them as it is for us. Yeah, so this one, we'll have to see. On day one, I will tell you, I was surprised that, uh, that not as many people were there for it. Uh, but then again, they didn't really say what time they were opening. It was all very yeah, vague. Yeah, I, f- I felt like we only heard about... I c- it was hard for me to find the confirmation that it actually did open today. They did end up putting it on their Instagram yesterday, I think. And, um, and then, so I feel like... They're maybe going to start having a push for it now, so I don't know yeah. if they just didn't advertise really in the beginning because that that they did a free scoop thing for the first hundred people that got here, I and mean, we didn't do that obviously. But um, I feel like they like really started pushing that later last night. Yeah, that is true, and yeah, we were in the first hundred, but because we needed to review it. Yeah. We had to pay full price. Our flights were four seventy fourteen seventy five. Fourteen seventy five plus Each. tax, yeah. Yep. And they're supposed to come with waffle chips, but they didn't have any, so they gave us a call. Yeah, and I believe the single scoop was seven dollars. Or was it six dollars? I took you a picture. That, yeah. Let me see. Just so we can give that pricing info. But I think, yeah, in terms of it being yeah. busy this morning, it wasn't super crazy. The real test will be come back tonight at eight o'clock, which I will not be doing, but that's when that's when we'll see how crazy this thing is, right at peak times yeah. here. So a single is six ninety five, a double is nine fifty, a kids is five seventy five, and a split scoop you add fifty cents extra, which I think is worth it to do the yeah. split scoop. And then they also have pints, which I'm not sure if you can just walk in the other door I think to just can. grab the pint out of the freezer because I mean if you can get to a freezer quick enough, I there have been flavors where we've been at Disneyland together and I was like, I'm gonna go get the pint yeah. and try and put it in the little mini freezer or something. And you like always that. do. Um like uh, if they ever bring back a carrot cake flavor, you got to get it. But the the pints are twelve ninety five, and then the flight was fourteen seventy five. But like Craig said, you can go in and they I the guy kept giving me samples, and I was yeah. like, nah, because I I don't I don't like to sample more than like two, maybe three at the most. But if I do the third, I'm getting the third flavor because yeah. I feel guilty. Yeah, they they will just keep going with you. So obviously, I, I still say we have to recommend. Oh, trying out yeah, stuff. Yeah. It I, is. I think it's definitely worth worth going yeah. to try out. Yeah. It's worth coming to Disney Springs for. You're probably already coming here for at least one meal during your trip. Add in salt and straw as well, too. It, you you will find something you enjoy here. Uh, but there's sure. a waffle cone candle in there. It smells very good. Because yeah. <laughs> you always have to have merch. Yeah. You always there's have to have There's a cologne. Merch. I tried the cologne, but it wasn't waffly enough for me. If anyone knows a good waffle yeah. cologne out there, though, I'd love to love recommendations. Well, I don't know where to go from that, Rhino, so... I would say, do you have anything else to say? Ice cream. Ice cream. There we go. We are going to keep rolling along talking about new things like, in this case, Connections Eatery, which we were there technically on the second day that it opened up. 
Uh, I believe like it, the Connections Cafe, the Starbucks side opened up one day and then the next day it was still open, but then they opened up the eatery later on in the afternoon. But then we waited to go until the next day when we knew exactly when it would be open. And yeah, we, we ended up trying a good amount of the menu and we go over it in the review, but we ate a lot. It was uh, Denny, myself and Rhino and we tried to sample a good amount of the menu. So we wanted to get like the one chicken item, at least one salad. We ended up with two burgers, uh, tried all the sides, uh, tried specialty drinks. Like we really were, we weren't exhaustive. I shouldn't say that. But for us, for three people that wanted to also insist on pretty much eating everything, I feel like we really, we really did more than we would normally do. No, we're not the people who, go and order every single menu item and don't eat some of it and you know just try a little bit of it but or you know if you have enough friends and such and then yeah everything can can be consumed but it wasn't us but we still we still took out a big dent on this menu and the best part is we didn't get a couple items that we really were interested in so we do have an excuse to go back and re-review it which i believe we're going to do sometime in like the next week or two. And then that will hopefully be on one of the newer dining shows in the future. But anyways, let's get into our first, our first review. Oh, geez, Louise, our third review here on Connections Eatery. Denny, what are we eating? We're going to go to Connections Eatery here in Epcot for the very first time. We're going to have a little food. Exactly. So Rhino's going to join us for this review as well, too. So stay tuned for him. But yeah, we got here a little bit early, had a chance to check out some of the space. It is so beautiful in there. It's gorgeous. The natural light, the soaring ceilings, the whole nine yards. I'm not trying to like blow smoke up anyone's butts with this. It just not. really is pretty in there. It is. And it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's split into two sides. The Connections Cafe, that's yep. the Starbucks. That is also in soft opening right now. Yes. And then the eatery side is where all your delectable food items are going to be. And it <laughs> yep. is in soft opening. It is Friday, May, April. April. Gosh, Denny, <laughs> I told you I was going to do that, and I did it. It's April 22nd. It's Earth Day. And it officially opens on April 27th. Yes. We got, got it, it that time, but it. yes, we are going to taste some of the food today. We have mm-hmm. a lot of difficult choices to make, but since we already mentioned the inside, is there anything specific you wanted to point out that you actually really like about it, Denny? I am enjoying the fact that they split up the signs, so they put different signs at the different entrances. So behind us, you see Connections Eatery. On the other side, there's Connections Cafe. I yep. just love that they've kind of drawn a little bit of a line and made them two distinct areas exactly and yeah there's uh you know just subtle theming inside an epcot not an epcot mural but a mural that is fitting for epcot it's globally inspired exactly and yeah it's just so it's clean in here i know it's it's, some people would probably prefer electric umbrella to me, that was dated. This feels a lot fresher. And this I know, is, Denny, that's fighting words for you. It's like the polar opposite of Electric Umbrella. Yep. I loved Electric Umbrella, but it had carpet covering literally everything, every square inch of the of the interior. This is open, bright, and airy. The wooden interlocking cantilever ceilings, gorgeous. The floors, the high entire walls of windows. Yep. It's lovely. It is. So let's 
stop talking about what it looks like and let's go inside and get some food. I am starting here with the Bon Mi burger and it is a handsome looking sandwich here. Uh, it is miso marinated gourmet beef blend, pickled vegetables, sriracha mayonnaise with a soft sub roll. This is $11.99. I was kind enough to cut it in three to share with uh, my comrades here. And that's a cross section right there for you. A lot of pickled vegetables. The bun, when it says soft sub roll, it's literally, it's... I love a good soft sub roll. So this is like, the bun is, is great, it's perfect. The pickled vegetables on this are really nice. I like the carrots and the and the cucumbers and they're not overpowering and that like pickled flavor or anything like that, but they do give a nice texture to this. Um, the, the beef inside is a very, like I feel like it's pretty plentiful, like a thick burger. The only thing is, it's the burger itself is a little flavorless and very, I thought it was greasy, but I, I think I've used, I wanna use this watery, but not like, juicy. It's just, it's a little, it's not bad, but the sriracha mayo I feel like is getting lost because they probably did a really light sriracha because, you know, people can't handle heat anywhere. So I would just kick that up maybe a little bit, but um, yeah, so uh, so far so good. The, uh, the sandwiches do come with a side, which include, uh, you can do fries, coleslaw, I forgot the other options, I think mandarin. Oranges was one of them. And a salad. And a salad. A side salad. A Mediterranean salad. I'm trying the coleslaw here. Mm. I love coleslaw, so this is actually a surprisingly decent coleslaw. All the veggies are nice and fresh, and I mean, the, the, the mixture's a little watery, but I mean, like, that's coleslaw, baby. The thing I wanted most in this dining location was a salad. I just wanted something fresh and new because I don't always want burgers and fries. They have given us two salads and I'm trying one of them now. It's the general size chicken salad. It's got baby or petite kale in it. It's got edamame. It's got red peppers, mandarin oranges, a little bit of everything. It's got crispy wonton noodles on the top. So I'm excited about that. And as you have seen in the video so far, the plating and presentation of the salad was just gorgeous. And uh, the crispy chicken tenders on top have both black and, um, and naturally colored sesame seeds, so I love that. All right, so here we go. Enough yapping. I knew there was gonna be a kick. It's General Tso's, so you gotta have something. And. It is there, so it has a, a, that same flavor in the dressing. So you've got some heat on the back of your throat. That's good. I'm really, I'm liking this. Thank you to the Epcot chefs for giving us an inventive salad. I'm gonna really enjoy eating the rest of it. What's the vinaigrette like on it? The vinaigrette, that's, that's what I was saying. That's, it's that same, it's the, that's where the heat's coming in. Okay. It's it's a vinaigrette, so it's not it's nice and light, but it's got some heat, and it'll hit the back of your mouth, top of your throat there. But it's good. It's not overwhelming. It's not too intense. Super approachable and good. The menu item I wasn't most excited for, but became most excited for, is actually the hand-breaded chicken sandwich. It is $11.99. It's made with house-made pickles, signature sauce, and it's served on a toasted brioche bun, and I do believe it's... Uh, 
piece of chicken breast in here and one of the managers was telling me that they brine it in pickle juice before they dredge it and then deep fry it. So it's supposed to be very pickly. And the special sauce, you know, it kind of, you know, it kind of looked like a, a little bit at first because of how it blended in. It looked like a Zaxby's sauce or, you know, any chicken place uh, signature sauce. So I'm hoping that's kind of what it is, but I don't know. We'll have to see how it is. I'm definitely getting that pickled vinegar flavor through this, and that's what I wanted more than anything. So I'm very happy about that. And yeah, I, I, at the signature sauce, I do believe it's like their take on, you know, any chicken places signature sauce, and it's not really a bad one. It's, it's good. I don't think I got a lot on my piece, but I'll just have to keep digging in, and my chicken's about to come out. So I have a lot of problems with how I'm eating this currently, but upon first bite, if they would let me, I mean, Rhino and Denny, I would eat this whole thing by myself. That won't be happening. <laughs> the side I was most interested in was the Mediterranean salad, and it is a mixture of romaine and spring lettuce, and then topped with a little bit of really, looks like really fine diced cucumbers and tomatoes, and then, of course, got black olives, mm -hmm. which I love them. <laughs> Don't know what the dressing is. I hope it's not General So's dressing, for sure, but here we go. Why did you laugh like a supervillain? I do like the flavor of the salad because of the olives. I cannot pinpoint any flavor to the dressing, so it just kind of feels watery and wet. It is dredged in dressing, but I don't, maybe it's just a simple like olive oil, because there is a little hint of that, but the, the olives themselves are overpowering all the flavors. But you know what? I feel better about eating this than I do. You know, just like a side of French fries, like, because they do offer that here, and oh, <laughs> my mistake, yeah. These are French fries, Disney standard French fries, covered in flaky sea salt, and uh, it's, it's, it's a Disney fry, so it retains its heat for about a minute, maybe two minutes tops, and then I think it, like McDonald's fries, could survive if the entire world ended, they would still be around somewhere. Maybe maybe creating new potato trees. I don't know. Is that how potatoes grow? From trees? <laughs> I don't know. But I will say, if you get a piece of with the flaky sea salt in, it is it does elevate it more because it, it's a punch of salt. Punch you right in your mouth. Now I'm about to try one of the other items I was very excited for, which is the plant-based option, a curry spice pizza. This is tiki masala, carrot, potato, peas, tomato, plant-based mozzarella, lime, yogurt, served with Mediterranean side salad. That's a lie. Craig ate that side salad because there's no way olives are getting up in here. So that, that probably, okay, no, I'm just going to eat it. Forget it. Just making noises. Oh, no. Don't. No. Oh. For everything going on on this, I don't really get much of a flavor of anything. I did get a little bit of the lime yogurt on that second bite. Um, it's not, well, it's got a little bit of like a, like a spice to it. I do actually really like the peas on it, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I like the dough, is, is a pretty puffy, it's not like most Disney pizza, it's like a little puffy and fluffier and I don't dislike it. I would give it another shot and eat it immediately when it came out to see what it tasted like hot. But I like the dough a lot, actually. So I don't dislike it. 
I just thought, I guess I thought it was gonna be like insane flavors or something. But here's the thing, I got a little, a little bevy to wash it down with. And not Beverly, that's awful. She can stay right where she is. I have the drink I've already lost. There is one and only specialty cocktail on this menu, so we got it. It's the Cucumber and Thai Basil Cooler. It has Hendrix Gin, which I enjoy, cucumber, cane sugar, lemon, Thai basil, and ginger bitters. I am very interested because I normally don't like basil, but I feel like it goes well in a drink. I mean, I get, I do, I do taste the gin, I think. It's in there, for sure. Um, I don't know, there's like the basil, I guess I get a little bit of the ginger. It's not quite as flavorful as I kind of thought it was gonna pop, like, the cucumber and gin all sounded like really nice and it's coming off a little, uh, surprisingly like a little bit bitter, a little more bitter than I had expected. Um, I don't know. Let me drink more of it and we'll see. You know, I always say when you're drinking the specialty cocktails, the third sip always tastes the best. All right, so just a recap on pricing because I forgot to tell you the price of my salad, which is slightly important. So the general says chicken salad is $11.49. The pizza that Rhino um, introduced us to <laughs> is $10.99. And then his drink, the specialty cocktail, is da -da -da -da, $14. $14. I'm getting ready to try the watermelon mint aqua fresca. It is non-alcoholic. It is something that they, uh, you know, announced when they put out half of the menu that there was going to be an aqua fresca here. I like a good non-alcoholic something special, and it's four dollars and ninety-nine cents. All right, so here we go. Cheers. Okay. I do not denote any hint of mint. It's very watermelon forward. Granted, it's been sitting here for a little while, so the ice cubes have melted. But watermelon doesn't have much of a, I mean, it's got a taste, but it's not like a, you know, it doesn't have any punch to it. It's a watermelon, it kind of just sits there. This is kind of just doing that. But it's not, I don't hate it. I really don't, and it's something different, and it's fun, and I appreciate that there's a little something special and non-alcoholic on the menu, but I don't get any of the mint. So if you come in expecting a lot of mint, you might not find it. And our final food item that we're trying today is the French Bistro Burger. It is $12.99, and it is a gourmet beef blend, caramelized onions, bacon, brie, mushrooms, Dijon mayonnaise, on a toasted brioche bun. And of course, like all the sandwiches, it's served with a side and, you know, we got all of them, but the cuties mandarin. So it, we've already talked enough about that, but I'll tell you what, there's a lot going on with this burger with all the toppings, but none of them sound like they're the wrong toppings. But let's see how it goes all together. Try to get something here where it's all, all right, I'm going in, going in the back door, Rhino. <laughs> I really like this one. Uh, the beef blend, I think it, it works better on this one than it did with the uh, with the banh mi burger. It, it definitely works out well. This is definitely a step up from an average Disney burger, but granted, it is still cooked well done, which burger to this thickness, I would like it more at a medium, but that's a very minor complaint. Saltiness of the bacon just pairs perfectly with the creaminess of the brie. 
and then the onions and the mushrooms just add a little funk to it. The one thing I'm not really getting is the Dijon mayonnaise. I don't think there's a lot on there. I also don't know if it necessarily uh, needs it. But overall, I think this is a uh, very, very interesting burger of all the ones that I've had. And actually, I just found the Dijon mayonnaise. There's barely any on there. So that's mayonnaise? why it's not really coming through. What? Mayonnaise, not mustard? Uh, no, it said a, I'm guessing it's a mayonnaise mustard blend. Let me, let me look. Let me say. Dijon mayonnaise. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I would definitely, I would revisit this burger for sure. All right, so of everything, I feel like every there was nothing that we had that I was like, no, don't like it. Like, won't, wouldn't, wouldn't be willing to try it again. I have just like so like minor complaints. Like the salad that Denny got, I love the presentation. I thought it all looked good. I think it was, it, the the number one problem with it is that it's the the lettuce is drenched in its dressing, and I feel like it makes it wilt and get kind of like too heavy too quick, especially when you have these like three big um, chicken tenders on top with this like nice kind of general style flavoring spice to it and um, yeah so I, I was a little disappointed by that the banh mi I wanted this so bad and I think for me like the burger inside of it was kind of the weak part of it but I like the bun, I like the vegetables I like the uh, the the um, the sriracha mayo in it I could be kicked up a notch but that's fine but um, I think it should have been maybe like crumbled inside of it and it would have worked a little bit better but um, I'm uh, the pizza I would give a try again I feel like we just had it hot <laughs> really cold so it was past its prime but but um, as in terms of it being like a vegan pizza I actually I don't know that I would have eaten it and known because it was so like out there um, but it is pricey that's the thing it's a very tiny piece for 10.99. And then um, the biggest surprise for me was that French Bistro Burger. I, did, I didn't want to really even try this one. I really wouldn't, unless we had cut everything up, I never would have had this. But there was just something about, like, I think Craig said it great, where, like, the bacon, like, that salty with the brie and um, the, like, onions, it was just so, it was so good. I have to say, if this is... Technically, the, the replacement for Electric Umbrella, we are at the top of the stairs where we were before. So I I would definitely, this is definitely a quick service place I would come back to and definitely try some of this stuff again. And maybe some of the other stuff that we kind of missed. There's a couple more items on the menu, but I will tell you what I wouldn't get again, actually, is the, 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 the cooler. Even after the couple sips, like I said, I still feel like for $14, it was just, it's too bitter. It feels like a little bit of like, if that's your thing, that's your thing, but it's not my thing. Okay, final ranking of the food. What's number one? Uh, <laughs> chicken or bistro? Oh, the chicken oh, sandwich was really good too. The one I think I'd come back and be like, I'm doing it again, just to be like, out of sheer, I think I would probably do the chicken again. Okay, I think what's... it would be like chicken bistro right underneath it. Okay, then what's three? Um, the banh mi. Then four? Pizza. Five? Salad. Cool. It's it, it only salad solely because it's literally drenched in lettuce, and it's such a shame because it's this like really beautiful mix, and I love like the edamame, the peppers, and all that stuff. But it's just you can't drench a salad. You can't drench the leaves like that. Leave them be. So I concur with what Rhino said about the salad. He looked over at one point and just went, you know, remarked on the on the fact that it was a lot of dressing. It is a lot of dressing. It's drowning in dressing. So when I come back to have this salad again, 
I will ask for the dressing on the side. That kind of helps to curtail that whole problem right off the bat. Um, and I will, I think, I will get that salad again. I really enjoyed it. Now the French Bistro Burger, my stars, that thing was good. That, um, anything with brie on it, and I am in and down with that. And so I enjoyed that greatly. Um, the banh mi, the banh mi burger, mm. Didn't like it, didn't No, like it. baby, no. Um, maybe if it was like a thinly sliced beef. Yeah. Uh, with those vegetables, I enjoyed the vegetables, but the burger itself was very lackluster. And I enjoyed the bread that was used, but I almost think it was a little too much bread as well. So I think I think we just had some ratios off on that one. Maybe that's all it was. I enjoyed the coleslaw, the veggie pizza. <gasps> I mean, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And for me, $10.99 for something that is just okay, like there are too many yummier things for me to spend my $11 on than a slice of that pizza again. Um, what am I forgetting? Oh my gosh, the crispy chicken sandwich. I feel like angels are singing <laughs> sandwich. It's so good. If you enjoy pickles, you're going to love the sandwich. If, you, if pickles aren't your thing, the sandwich might not be your thing. Because not only, like Craig said, not only do you have pickles on it, it's brined in the pickle juice, which to me, I want all the pickles you can give me. So I enjoyed that sandwich a lot. And I think I'd put that in the number one uh, ranking out of all the things, in my opinion. I'm going to give the crispy chicken sandwich. But closely followed by that French Bistro Burger. Like, just kind of careening around the corner, coming in really uh, tight to that uh, chicken sandwich. The salad, I really, I did like that. And like I said, I'm going to buy it again. I'm just going to ask for salad dressing on the side until they can figure out, again, ratios with that. The agua fresca. So, Rhino, bless, bless your heart. He, he looked over and could tell the fact that things had settled, so I grabbed a clean uh, knife and gave it a stir, and that brought some of the syrup that's used in that agua fresca up to the top. I enjoyed it a lot more. Still not a bit of mint to be found, so, but it was more watermelony, is that a word? And sugary, which I'm down with. So all in all, I... I'm going to give it two yeah. thumbs up here at Connections Eatery Cafe. Okay. Cafe and Eatery. So your one was chicken, two was bistro, three oh, was salad. Man, Craig, do I was have that to... it? Yeah, you have yeah, to. Yeah, okay, yeah, salad. That, um, and then maybe the veggie pizza. Okay. But that Bonmi burger is dead last. There we go. Girl. I wish I had a little bit more to say about the food, but I feel like Rhino and Denny kind of already covered all of the bases. I do have a little bit different than what they said, but we'll get to that. The first thing I want to point out that I am loving most about this restaurant, more than anything else, it's the music. It is all over the place. It goes from, like, a lo-fi that, like, the stuff that's perfect for falling asleep to and working, uh, you know, having just in the background, and it's perfect for that. And right now, it definitely we have international music. I don't want to offend anyone, so I'm not even going to try to guess what country this would kind of be inspired by but i like that it's different but all through the loop then my favorite part is when it gets to where they play tapestry of nations and then also like there's a little bit of celebrate the future hand in hand in there so it's like classic 2000s epcot 
being brought back to life here in 2022. Uh, back to the food, though. Here's my list. Number one, I'm going the chicken sandwich. That thing was delicious. I will be back for it again, no doubt. This is, you know, I would put this over a lot of fast food chicken sandwiches. And maybe not Popeyes, but over a lot of them. It not was over Winter Park Biscuit Company yeah, for sure. Well, a different for a chicken How chicken, not it? a vegan chicken. Ten ninety nine, $11.99. I don't have the menu up this second. I wasn't oh, expecting sorry, questions. Eleven ninety nine. I wasn't taking questions. We right asked now. the questions. I yeah. wasn't taking questions. <laughs> you, you in the back. Yeah. You in the, okay. Nope. No questions. Okay. Uh, number two for me, easily French Bistro Burger. As both of them said before, this thing was just mm. delicious. It was a last-second addition. Like she read our entire order off, and then we're like, "Okay, let's throw on the burger too, just so we have a different burger than the bond meat." Best choice we made. Mm -hmm. Just the flavors were bursting. Very, very nice. Uh, for me, number three, I think I have to put that for the the curry pizza. Oh, and. This was a mixed dish, though. I will say that. I love the flavor of the toppings. It just, it all worked for me. I had a really flavorful piece. I don't know what wow. both of you had because it, it worked for me. No, it, it absolutely, I, I got it all. The only thing I wish, I had a little bit more cilantro, but I gave yeah. Denny the heavy cilantro piece, so you'll well, have you that. You up with a special one, evidently. I, apparently, I did. The only thing I'll say, though, is the, the dough is so thick on this. It was undercooked in the in the middle of the pizza, and that's a problem for me. I w I think I would prefer if they switch to like a thinner slice because they've got the presses in here, like you see at like a pizza press, and but they're still doing it as a thick dough. So I just don't. Mm. It's not getting cooked enough. So it either needs to get cooked more, or they need to switch to a thin crust. And I think I think the thin crust would be the way to go. But we'll come back and get that meatball pizza. Because that's one of the things that we said originally that we wanted. Because they had the meatball, the five cheese, pepperoni, and curry spiced. We got the curry spiced. We need to come back for meatball. Uh, then meatball. right below that, <laughs> I would put the banh mi. And it wasn't great. It wasn't... Like, I won't ever get it again. I can just say that. Oh, but okay. We're done. It's, <laughs> no, it, it was it was fine for what it was. I just don't think it's all there. It needs to be changed up. Yeah. Something something needs to change with that. And the only reason I'm putting the General So salad in last is because I'm the only person who didn't have any of the wet salad. I <laughs> only... I'm so sorry. No, Here, no, 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 no. would you I, like some? I don't want that. It's drowning. I had my Mediterranean salad. That's why I didn't take it. But I, I did take, take one of the chicken tenders, and that's where my problem is. Salty. It's, it's well. It's still like a standard Disney chicken tender, just with the General So sauce on it. So if this was a platter, if you gave me four or three of those chicken tenders in a little bowl with a side of fries, I would eat it up immediately. But I don't think I want. If I'm eating a salad, I don't want to feel like I'm weighing myself want the down. Wet with salad. Wet breaded fried chicken. Like a grilled, grilled chicken strip. Yes. Wait. Exactly. Nice. That's I, what I want. I only saw three. Did you just not three. eat the third there were one? Three. Oh, okay. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. She didn't eat it all. She eat she eats a little bit slower than we do. I know. You don't inhale it. But yeah. So if it was grilled, I think it would actually be higher up on my list, even without trying the wet mm. lettuce. But for what it was, Charles' chicken is never good. It's. I'm, I'm still. I'm happy with where I put it in my placement. The only sandwiches we didn't get was the American Classic Burger, the Southwestern Burger, and the Mediterranean Burger. So we do have things to come back to. 
and try again I'd as try well. I tried that Southwest one. Yeah, I would try the Southwest one too. I would even try the American. It's I think the beef was good enough to stand on its own, so I'd be interested. But the Mediterranean, also with the pickled vegetable and feta relish and. Yeah, Is there I, I think it could be. It? No, there's no olives on it from what I can see. Wow. But it, it, it sounds good. So we definitely will be back to try the rest of the menu items at some point. The waffle. Um, and then as well, too, we need to come back and do dessert. We just got too much food to do the liege waffle. You know, they're doing it true Belgian waffle style, but more not like your traditional waffle. It's It can be like taken around on the go and eaten that way. So I know it's something that we should have got. We'll come back for it, as well as the two milkshakes, the uh, the apple pie one, pie apple pie, yeah, yep. I'm interested. and then the mango mango coconut. mango coconut one, and that one is plant based. So we oh. still have a lot to try. Okay, now I'm yeah, we, we've got a lot to try <laughs> here. So this isn't the first time, but I'm very happy with our first our first experience here at Connections. Honestly, I think they're onto something here. Rhino said it perfectly. Wait, this, so you're saying it, you feel connected? I do feel connected I feel your to joke, this place. I feel connected to this place, <laughs> and I do think that this is clearly above and beyond better oh, than God what Electricum probably was in <laughs> in so many ways. And I cannot wait to come back here and eat again. But you know, it's, I like uh, this music right now. Yeah, this was fun music. It's, it's, it's like house. It's like a little house pumping. Yeah, yeah. I'd come here I'm, and work, assuming it doesn't get insanely busy. Because right walk. now, it's pretty empty. Okay, our final bill, just so I can, with all that we got, the three three sandwiches, one salad, the one piece of pizza, the uh, cucumber cooler, and the watermelon agua fresca. All of that together was $83.54. Wait, so how many, how many, like, legit entrees was that? If, if we got five entrees. Okay, we so got for five, five people, it'd be that. So for, but yeah, with how we did it with the splitting, we got a lot of food, and uh, it was really it was good. So. Yeah, and I, that's, I knew we were doing this today, so that's why I wore my Piggly Wiggly shirt, because I'm a little piggy. Uh, Rhino, do you want to get up with me so we can show the one nice thing about working here? Okay, so it's some of the tables in there, they have chargers built right in. So, so I'm definitely going to find myself in Great. here parked. But did you see this? Every one of the walls has two chargers. And two USB chargers. Rhino, I never have my cord with me, so it doesn't matter. That's why I'm going to be sitting <laughs> okay. at those tables with the chargers that just work by placing your phone on it. So there's a lot of cool things about this place, but we've got to wrap this up. I'm getting into, like, crazy mode now. Like, I've got I'm using meat my sweats. You know what? I, I do, too. I have big meat sweats. I never used to use my hands to talk, but I think it's from watching Rhino so much. He's, like, he is so animated <laughs> with the way he talks, so... Let me place them at my lap. <laughs> so that's going to do it for this Disney Dining Review. Are you sitting there saying right now, we want more Craig Williams? Well, if you're not, unfortunately, uh, you're getting more of me. And I I can't help that. But uh, you do have to sit through two more of me and then you get one solo Denny one. So that that seems like a prize at the the end of the entire game if this is some sort of game i don't know what i'm saying anyways uh sticking over at epcot i 
Well, no, actually, I was in Hollywood Studios. So going back over to Epcot from Hollywood Studios, I decided to wake up early one day and go to the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival to get breakfast offerings that they added for the first time. And that was uh, Arepas that you could find at, I can't remember what booth it was. I know I talk about it in the review, so I guess that doesn't matter in this situation. But no, they added two breakfast Arepas that I was really enjoying intrigued and so i'm like you know what i can wake up before noon so i will and i will go get them and now let's give it a listen now i'm doing something that i don't normally do because i actually woke up early and that's get to a theme park for breakfast i know i'm so shocked i couldn't even remember why i was here but yes i am here at epcot to have breakfast at the La Isla Fresca booth that is part of the 2022 Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. And I love that they're having a breakfast option and I love it even more that it's breakfast arepas. And there's two different options and I'm just gonna have to get them both and see how I feel about them. But yeah, this is uh, this is abnormal for me because I'm not usually doing breakfast at Disney, but I'm gonna try to start changing that. and. Uh, We'll start with it today. So let me go get my arepas and I'll start eating. I have my arepas and oh my gosh, these things look good. I cannot wait to dig into them, but let's talk about what I actually got. There are two breakfast arepas and the first is an egg and cheese one. That is $5.75 and it is that arepa, the corn dough, and then a piece of egg and cheese. And that's all it is. And the chorizo one is $6.25. And guess what? It is the same thing as the basic one, except they add on chorizo as well. And a healthy amount of chorizo, I must say. I mean, this thing this thing looks packed. In terms of the two for a 50 cents difference, the chorizo definitely looks like the heftier of the bunch. It looks like the way to go in my book. But if you don't like chorizo, then obviously that's going to cause an issue but yeah just just looking at both of them I'd have to say that the chorizo one looks like the actual winner but I'm gonna go ahead and start with just the basic one the regular egg and cheese one only because in case the chorizo one's like too flavorful and too good I don't want to ruin this one for me so let's start at the beginning here we go I was worried that the egg and cheese one would be a little on the bland side and sure enough it kind of is you know, there's just a little hint of like salt and pepper to it, but I think that's actually coming from the actual arepa. It does have that that corn flavor coming through, and obviously the cheese is adding a layer of saltiness to it, but that egg just, I, I don't know, even looking at it, it doesn't look like it has any seasoning on it, but the egg is just so bland. So really I'm tasting corn and cheese, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I was hoping for a little bit more flavor i don't know a little hot sauce or something that could probably kick this up to the next level and of course there wasn't any out and about and around should have just brought my own from home just in case i'm not that crazy i'm probably getting there though one day uh, but yeah no this is if you if you're not adventurous enough to try the chorizo or if it just ends up being bad i don't think that this is a bad breakfast sandwich Again, it is on the bland side, but you know what? It's hearty. It's heavier than I expected it to be at all. A lot of that has to do with the corn, but yeah, the egg, the 
cheese. It's just all adding a lot of heft. I would definitely feel full just after eating one of these as a breakfast sandwich, but I'm having two. So I'm gonna finish this one up and then move on to my chorizo. I'm moving on to the chorizo one and I am very excited, but I think it's going to be very messy. One of the things I'm kind of confused about is why they chose for the chorizo on here to be more like a chili and, you know, just be crumbles of chorizo that's all falling apart. I feel like for a breakfast sandwich, would have worked better if, even if they would have taken like a little chorizo sausage and just, you know, placed it on there. I feel like that might do a little bit better. Maybe form some into like patties or something. I don't know, but regardless, I think it's going to be tasty. It's just gonna be messy. It's like I'm eating a breakfast sloppy joe or something like that. I don't I don't know. Let me just eat it rather than talk about it. I'm a little late to the game getting over here to try the breakfast at this booth. So if someone has already called this like sloppy joe style before, I hate to steal it, but if not, that's uh, absolutely what this is like. I mean, you can definitely tell it's chorizo. There's a little extra kick to the sausage. Obviously the sausage is not just like kind of falling apart like ground beef would and more of a stewed chili like this, but it almost has the exact same flavor. The only thing differentiating it obviously is the little bit of flavor from the egg and the corn from the actual arepa. But like I also eat my chili with, uh, I eat my chili with cornbread sometimes. So it kind of is also mimicking that flavor, but then it really does have that sloppy Joe flavor. I don't know where I'm I'm going with this, but I don't I don't dislike this. But I think the way they decided to use the chorizo on this, it might not be the right way. And for that reason, the simpler of the two sandwiches actually might be superior. But I've got a lot more to eat from this one. When I wrap it all up, I'll tell you what I actually think. I'm honestly shocked at how I feel about this breakfast because I never would have thought that I would have preferred the basic egg and cheese arepa to the chorizo one, but that's just how I feel. And if the chorizo one would have been prepared differently, I think it would have come out ahead, but yeah, I didn't like this stew, chili, sloppy joe style. It didn't work as a breakfast sandwich. And for that reason, the simple one just ended up being a lot better. And Maybe I'll bring back some hot sauce, see if I can kick it up a notch at some point, but I know I'll definitely have it again in the future because as a breakfast item at Epcot, I'm, I'm liking that it felt unique rather than just something, you know, a little more standard, like waffles or just a egg platter, something like that. It felt, it felt different and I like that. Obviously, the Flower and Garden Festival is ending shortly, so that will only be relevant for a little while longer, uh, and that goes as well with our last review that we'll have. But uh, who knows? Maybe with something like the Arepas with breakfast, they'll they'll kind of tie that into food and wine, which starts very, very soon. But we'll have to just wait and see on that. The next review, we're staying in Epcot, but we're going to the Germany Pavilion, and at that pavilion, they added a pretzel bread pudding to Summerfest, the quick service that's right beside uh, Beer Garten. So uh, it is something that people were talking about for quite a while, but it just didn't work out in our schedules to go and get it right away. So we were a few weeks late to getting to do the review, but I'll tell you what, it was worth it. So now let's go ahead and give it a listen. Wow, isn't that magic? I got the bread and I'm somehow in the exact same spot that I was before. 
I cut this thing up. This was, uh, what did you say? Four? Four seventy-nine. Four seventy-nine. It, it had really no description, but uh, I'm assuming it has some sort of pretzel base. There is what looks like a uh, caramel sauce on it. Another type of sauce. I've cut Maybe it four. A crumble gloss. Bottoms up. I can't describe to you how delicious this is. Really? You are a bread pudding person. You have to try this. Okay. Get it because okay. it, the pretzel bread, honestly, it's bread pudding and it's delicious. It's a delicious bread pudding. There's like a little bit of a salt to it, just the slightest bit. Well, that's what I would hope for with the pretzel, right? That you would. I was gonna. That's. I'm hoping. We'll see. Hmm. Okay. Yes, there is a sea salt mm-hmm. sprinkling on top. I went for the top. You went for the bottom. It was that is so good. Moist. Forgive me. Oh my god. Yeah. It's moist. You will be forgiven because that's how good this is. It's so amazing. Right. The caramel mm. and the creme anglaise just four dollars and seventy-nine. Okay, this is this is good. This is totally. This is- Totally worth this price. It's warm. It's almost got like a French toast feeling to it. Mm. Um, but that salt just brightens everything up. Oh my gosh, yeah. Craig, you need to try it. Craig, yes, you try this. I, this is one of those rare times where we finally learned our lesson and got two. <laughs> I, and I'm glad we did. I was worried we were going to jinx it and it would be something we hated and then just have to eat it all. But oh my God. I am super impressed with the amount of jiggly this bread pudding is, but at the same time, creamy good I am so so ready for this I feel like this has been weeks in the making for us truly because it has been and I am ready for every second of it so as I now do before any dining review since I've been back in Walt Disney World I'm gonna say Craigie Hungy oh my word give that a kiss Mm. I love it I, I have to say I do love it it's a good bread pudding Part of it makes me think like I, as I'm tasting it, like I'm getting the stuff you say too, like the the flavor from the creme anglaise mixes perfectly with the bread pudding itself. That hint of saltiness, I almost feel like this partially too tastes like, and I mentioned it in a, a Disneyland dining review at one point in time. Uh, this kind of tastes to me too like uh, the. Uh, cinnamon sugar Annie Ann's pretzel in a way too because it does have that mm. sweet little bit of a little bit of cinnamon throughout this not really a little bit a, a good amount of cinnamon just that hint of saltiness too the balance on this is perfect and it's heavy and dense but from that one little piece that I've had it's filling enough that I think this is a good thing that you could split but at the same time I could also devour one of these by myself and uh, it's just it's it's holding its warmth too. I'm really impressed by this. We we've got to we've got to go to town on our second one of these. I think we are in agreement that this is a must try Epcot snack. It is. It this is. is like the best dessert I've had in my like in I don't know how long here. It's, Anywhere, everywhere, it's, all at once. What more do we need to say? I mean, it is elevated, right? Like it is just. It is oozing uh, elegance. <laughs> you have to say it's moist, right? Oh, I, I will not say it. But it was. 
It was a pretty soft cake, though. It, but it was like, it was just everything worked together. Yeah, it had some texture to the outside and to the top. It yeah. was, it didn't go to mush yeah. with all those sauces going on. Like, it totally, and it's not horribly heavy feeling. I, no, that's the surprising part. As I was like, oh, I don't know, because then we ordered the two, and I'm like, oh, maybe. But I, I don't feel bad about it at all. I, I, I think, like, uh, I was worried, because pretzel bread, I was worried that it would be a little more tough or something, yeah. but... Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I, really I highly for the price and the size that this is, I highly, highly recommend this. Yeah, if you're someone who likes sweet and salty at the same time, like yeah. if you're, you know, a kettle corn fan, sweet and salt. <laughs> Get it. It's just so good. That was five dollars well spent. And our final review today comes courtesy of Denny, as I already told you. And she was at the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Almost wanted to call it food and wine, but I caught myself there. I didn't say it all the way. But yeah, she was getting some festival food and wanted to try one booth in particular. It was the Farmer's Feast because it was one of the booths that was actually rotating their menu throughout the festival. So she showed up on day one, I believe, for very soon after they switched up the menu and uh yeah she she got everything so wasn't a lot of food offerings but she got them all and now we're gonna go ahead and give it a listen now as i said i am here at the flower and garden festival um you know if you've been to the festival epcot never looks more beautiful than it does this time of year now, the festival is going a bit longer, as festivals are doing these days, and so you have until July 4th to try this menu. I'm going to Farmer's Feast, Epcot Farmer's Feast, which has had uh, three rounds of rotating menus during the festival. May 22nd started its last and final round of menus, and here I am. You might remember, if you watched, um, the opening day vlog that we did, that, uh, that all of us on the team did, of the festival food, I had the goat cheese creamsicle pop from Farmer's Feast. It was a bit of a surprise, it was a bit of an adventure, but I had it. And so this time I am back, I've got my festival passport, and let me let you, I'm just gonna let you in. Let's, let's you and I look at the menu here and what's, and what's gonna go down? What's about to go down? Here it is. We've got a tomato and cornbread panzanella um, with burrata cheese and fresh basil. Panzanella is a bread-based salad. It's like bread and salad together. Why have them separately? Have them together, put oil and vinegar on it. And um, I usually really enjoy panzanella. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I have high aspirations for the salad. We'll see if it pans out. We also have a barbecue seared pork tenderloin. Scream girl, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> barbecue seared pork tenderloin with summer succotash, herb butter, and grapefruit vinaigrette. So, and then we've got something that is called a whole lot of melon. Uh, feta cheesecake with watermelon curd, pickled watermelon rind, watermelon caramel. Let's just stop there for a second. Watermelon caramel. Okay. And then uh, compressed watermelon. So I'm going to head over to the booth. I'm going to order up all this food and you and I are going to have lunch together. Here we go. Oh. 
that I have found a somewhat shady spot because it is a warm one today. And you and I are going to dig into the summer solstice menu here from um, Farmer's Feast. I don't know about you, but I love a rotating menu. I love when there's something just a little unique and different. I know that can be hard when you're planning your trip and you can <laughs> you see these things on social media and you go, oh man, that's not going to be happening. Like it's short lived. It's not going to be happening when I'm traveling. Well, if you're coming between now and July 4th, um, you've got a little something uh, different and unique to have over here. Um, just, just to orient you in the park, you'll find Farmer's Feast in World Discovery, which is the former Future World East. I'm gonna still call it Future World and Future World East and West, I'm sure. Uh, just like we, Halloween Studios is still MGM, right? So, uh, but this is officially uh, uh, World Discovery now. And so I'm gonna dig in. I'm gonna dig in and I'm gonna have this like I believe they have meant us to have it with the panzanella being the very first thing that we're gonna have. Now you can see we've got a very generous um, piece of cornbread going on here. The burrata is found underneath the cornbread. On um, a panzanella, you would typically have olives, onions. It's a chopped salad. Uh, normally you'll also find cucumbers and we have all of that and tomatoes and a lovely burrata with some olive oil on it um, underneath. So excited about this looking forward to this let me see if i can get a little bit of everything i'm going to use my handy dandy knife here um you want to i'm going to break apart the cornbread it's a really whoa it's very toasted as i shake the table <laughs> forgive me um but you kind of want to have the panzanella broken up at least i typically do um the the cornbread all kind of incorporated is a nice thing it is a super, has a super toasty bread. I did not expect that. All right, I'm gonna get some olive. I'm gonna get a big hunk of burrata because it's burrata and let's just hope it's good. Um, olive, a little green. Okay, think I have, hold on, come on bread, work with me. I think I have everything <laughs> as the cornbread falls off. We can do this. Positive thoughts. All right, here we go. It's a messy one. That is, if salt is not your favorite, if you're watching your salt, your sodium intake, maybe you want to keep an eye out um, for steering clear of the panzanella, but to be honest, I really like it. Um, it is lovely, it's salty, it's got that um, it's got that raw onion going on in it. The burrata is lovely and creamy and I can eat burrata for days. Like I'm a very happy camper with a hunk of burrata. Uh, the cornbread itself. Buttery, rich, really, really nice and perfect for crumbling into your panzanella. The olives all work together with the, you know, with the tomatoes and the little bit of greens that we've got going on and the cucumbers and it's, it's cool and it's refreshing too. So I'm enjoying that one. I'm gonna have another bite before moving on. As I continue on in my salad, as you can see, we have olives aplenty going on. So if olives are not your thing, 
you're gonna wanna dance around those. They are, it's a cornucopia of olives, lots and lots. But I'm gonna finish that. You know me, I like to finish things most of the time. We'll see. I'm gonna move on to the barbecue seared pork tenderloin just to review. It has summer succotash, herb butter, and grapefruit vinaigrette. As a lover of all things citrus, I'm intrigued by the grapefruit vinaigrette. And um, it's sure, it sure is lovely. And it's a nice portion of pork. So we've got one piece of tenderloin here at one end, another piece resting on top of the succotash. And um, okay, okay, let's give it a whirl. Get a nice bite of the whole thing here. Drag it through all of our sauces. Pick up some of that succotash. So it says barbecued seared tenderloin for good reason. You can tell this is a piece of meat that has been prepared recently. Like this has not been sitting around for very long. It's got a lovely smoky flavor to, to it. It's, um, oh, it's good. Can I tell you how happy I am that I came hungry to the park today? Like, I am so happy right now. That is, okay, that's, I mean, if pork tenderloin isn't your thing, then this dish isn't gonna be your thing, but man, that's good. Moist, sorry, Rhino. The pork is moist. I'm gonna try this succotash all on its own here. The succotash has a bite to it. So um, the veggies are crisp. They're not mushy at all. If you're used to a succotash that <laughs> maybe sat around on the stovetop too long, that's not what this is. This is really, really nice. I cannot, I cannot speak highly enough of this. Like I feel like I'm eating well and this came I mean, we like the outdoor kitchens, right? Generally speaking, they have a lot of fun things to offer and flavorful things, but this is, again, something I will finish all of. I am so happy. All right, let's skip for the sake of time. We are gonna skip to dessert. Uh, again, this is the a whole lot of melon, and it's L-O-T-T-A, lotta melon, which I love, uh, feta cheesecake, Think about that for a second, okay? Feta cheesecake. And then watermelon curd, pickle watermelon, and watermelon caramel, and uh, compressed watermelon on the top. I'm gonna, let's dig in. This is how, again, how cute. We're used to really artistically, uh, aesthetically pleasing, beautiful things coming out at Festival of the Arts. We've got it going on here at Flower and Garden too. So, really pretty. Let's see how it tastes. Compressed watermelon, work with me. There's your compressed watermelon. Hold on, let me show you that. Which we saw used at, um, at in the Star Cruiser. So Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, they like compressed fruit over there too. All right, here we go. I have absolutely everything. And I, I including the watermelon caramel on top. First bite impressions. Good. Still nice. Um, 
I like the feta cheesecake. You know, we've seen funky cheese here earlier in the festivals we talked about earlier. Here's that, here's a, here's a bite. I'm gonna... So granted, there it's been sitting around for a little bit. It's a sunny day. I had to take pictures, video, like I wanna document this thing, right? Um, but there just isn't much of a, a texture as I slobber. Isn't much of a texture. Not that cheesecake normally has much of a texture or a heft to it, um, but this is really, this is very soft um, and it's, it's good. It's good. I had, to, I had to check myself there, make sure. No, I'm in favor. The only thing I'm not in favor of on this dessert is this little baby right here. This is the pickled watermelon rind. Have you ever chomped into a watermelon rind? Like you're eating a slice of watermelon and it's so good and you're just really enjoying it and you just bite a little bit too far and you get some of the rind? Like, that's not the part of the watermelon you really want to eat. And that is the same case here. Whether you pickle it or whether you are eating it in, uh, as part of a, a, a barbecue in your backyard, it really doesn't matter. It's a watermelon rind. And in my opinion, we, we don't necessarily eat that. Yeah, even on its own, you still don't eat that. Um, so if you get this, discard our two little friends uh, the watermelon rind on top and then enjoy the rest it's a nice it's a nice thickness again i will eat it all it's a little bit of a salmon colored <laughs> what's on top is the watermelon curd ended up being uh salmon colored which okay but i will eat all of that minus the watermelon rind eight one of the two i cannot be you fool me once shame on me fool me twice whatever you know no. Um, just to review prices, let's go over them all because we need to know because that really colors the whole thing. So the pork tenderloin was $6.50, the panzanella $5.25, and then the whole lot of melon dessert is $4.50. The pork tenderloin for $6.50, that's the deal of the day right there. There's so much value in that pork tenderloin. And again, I will savor every morsel. The panzanella at $5.25, I think that is coming close to the line where I would say that that price is a bit egregious, um, just, a, just a hair much. When I compare the other things that I can get here at the festival for $5.25, I don't know that I'm getting the panzanella again, but that cornbread, the toasted cornbread really is a standout. Oh, that buttery rich flavor, like I've still got it in my mouth, it's lovely. Um, the whole lot of, <laughs> the whole lot of watermelon. Um, I would not get that again for four dollars and fifty cents. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll back to Germany. I'm gonna get um, the gingerbread cookie, uh, cookie sandwich. I'm just, I'm gonna go to several different places because I have a lot of options. You and I have a lot of options here at Epcot for uh, for sweet things. Um, that being said, am I, I'm really happy. Kind of like what I was with the goat cheese creamsicle pop. I'm really happy I tried it. I'm like proud of myself. That I tried, that I tried it. Something different. It's something fun. And if you're looking for something different and fun, and you've got a few extra bucks in your pocket, go for it. Uh, let me know what you think. Don't eat that pickled watermelon rind, please. For the love of watermelon, don't eat that thing. 
just want to stress one more time too, like the Arepas, the Flower and Garden Festival is ending soon, so I know that review won't be relevant for much longer, but you know what? Use it. Use it to your advantage if you are visiting Epcot in the near distant future. But that's it for this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please, please, please uh, support us in one of two ways, I guess is the only way I can say it. Uh, you can support us, of course, by subscribing to the Disney Dining Show wherever you listen to podcasts, leaving ratings and reviews when possible so other people find out about the show. Or you could just tell your friends about it and say, hey, do you want to hear this monotonous guy talk about food that he and other people are eating? Go for it. So I'm just saying it's an option. Uh, and then you can also book a trip through Dreams Unlimited Travel. And of course, get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Disney Dining Show. Take care. Bye bye. Stay hungry.